0: To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. You got to see this dog. It's a little puffball. It looks like a piece of cotton candy that I could just eat up. Oh, and it waddles when it walks. He's a little ducky dog. Oh, I wish you could see it. We really should have planned this better. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Risk Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North. Stream streaming already this, you guys on tech. I am Eagle Falcon. Yes, we are one of the last things that has not been closed down because of the panic of COVID-19, coronavirus, super flu, whatever you want to call it. Everything else is closed. We still move forward strong mostly because my voice is still intact. You know what else is still intact? Windows 10. There is a flaw recently discovered that would allow for some very nasty malware to be written for it. And fortunately for us, only 2 days later was after it was discovered, Microsoft issued a out of schedule patch to fix it so that we won't have WannaCry2 electric boogaloo and that's basically what the vulnerability allowed it allowed self-replicating malware to just go in and just replicate itself and just keep executing more and more and more commands until all sorts of fun nastiness happens and you just don't have a usable machine anymore yeah no one wants that as it turns out not even Microsoft wants that I mean, especially Microsoft doesn't even want that. Ah, uh, so if you have my excuse me, if you have Windows version nineteen oh three or nineteen oh nine, go update Windows ten. It's for the best. And if you don't have those versions, you probably should update to those versions anyway. Because I mean. That means you're probably over a year old As far as Windows versions go Then that Can't be good for the Security and safety of Your machine That is My recommendation to you Now, normally when I go ahead and shift gears over to CPU vulnerabilities, you expect, oh boy, here we go again, another Intel processor vulnerability, this is going to be fun and exciting, woo! Well, now it's AMD's turn for a wonderful hardware-based CPU vulnerability. AMD processors from 2011 to 2019. So from when they were terrible to when they were good are all vulnerable to the collide and probe and the load and reload attacks. The names are almost irrelevant, but what's more surprising here is that this affects Zen, which is the high end modern and Pretty much like the gold standard right now in high performance computing, whether you be on the enterprise market or the consumer, and also includes the bulldozer architecture, which was when AMD tried to said, see, we could make all sorts of cores, and all the cores were terrible. Absolutely awful. So just keep your eyes open. There's going to be some patches coming along. It's not known whether this will cause a performance hit. You want to know what will cause a performance hit though? The LV one vulnerability that was found on Intel processors, because of course, of course, another Intel vulnerability was found. This actually has me upset that this was found. So what this vulnerability does is that instead of a vulnerability that allows malicious code to skim data from a processor where it wouldn't, it instead allows it to inject code into a processor. So forcing a processor to execute commands that it normally would not be allowed to, which then can allow the attacker to take control of the machine and then get your sensitive data that way. And oh, by the way, while they're at it, just have you participate in a uh, in a botnet and DDoS some stuff, you know, for funsies. You know, just go, go DDoS uh, FF14 some more. Why not? Why not? You know, while we're at it, we'll just steal your bank information and just have you go wreck MMOs oh boy so yeah the old so unfortunately intel is going to be working on a fix for this and it is highly speculated that it would that the fix will in fact hurt performance which bites because currently on my own system here we're only rocking a quad core system and we are maxing it out Oh man, I am not looking forward to this. We're gonna have to. I'm I'm actually gonna have to look for another solution. Like already get a new computer, and already regretting not just building it new, brand new from scratch and going AMD. Like that is the worst feeling ever. Actually, you know what really is the worst feeling ever? Finding out your contact information was leaked. All thanks to Comcast. Comcast accidentally leaked out all the contact information for 200,000. Not all 200,000, but for 200,000 of their customers. I assume they have more customers than 200,000. But there you go. We got, you know, that's going to be fantastic. All those people now completely doxxed. That's going to be the worst thing because now hackers and people with malicious intent can just buy up this list now and then call people out for having Comcast. I mean, can you think of a dirtier thing for you to be called out for than for actually being a Comcast customer? It's awful. Just, just awful. (sighs) What else can you do? Meanwhile, over at uh, at AT AT&T, AT&T decided that, you know, bandwidth caps are silly, so we're going to lift bandwidth caps. So now, if you're an AT&T customer, you can use all the data you want, as though you you had a real ISP that wasn't a complete jag during the coronavirus crisis. Yes, you too now no longer have data caps during the coronavirus crisis so here's my question AT&T and Comcast for that fact and any other smaller ISPs that are dumb enough to have data caps why have data caps if you are willing to lift data caps during a time when everyone is self-quarantining, quarantine, isolating themselves, what is the real reason for having these data caps? Hmm? Because this whole time you tell us it's to take strain off the network, to encourage customers to... Not absolutely blast the network or do crazy things like broadcasting entertainment onto the internet. But now in a time when everyone's gonna tax the network to the max, you lift it. So come on. Come on, tell us why of the data caps. And this is actually a legitimate question that is now being asked. Because this moment of at and being generous during abnormal times is raising the question. What's the point? Chat says it's less investment in the infrastructure. But the thing is, is that the infrastructure can clearly take it. Because during isolation, the infrastructure is going to be taxed harder. So, again, why? And that infrastructure is in fact going to be taxed absurdly hard, especially as companies like Discord up the streaming viewer limit on their screen sharing and streaming service on their messenger app during the time of self-isolation. Normally, a private screen sharing session, you can only share to 10 viewers. Well, now it's been up to 50 And that is actually, you know, that's actually really nice, especially as people are going, hey, we've now got to try and work from home. That is a bit awkward, especially since you don't have Bob or Jill or whoever to right next to you to say, hey, do you have that thing I sent you? Well, now you can just use this and share your screen and just collaborate that way. There's also some talks about classes being held on Discord screen sharing this way. Now, I actually want to see if Discord does keep this bigger limit in place after the outbreak. That is going to be interesting. Oh, by the way, normally... What I do, no, no, we've been talking about like various things that are being canceled due to the outbreak. Look, I'll be blunt. Everything's canceled. Everything's canceled or suspended. E3 has been officially canceled. WWDC has been canceled and is going to go online only. E- everything sports is canceled your work has been canceled my work actually hasn't been canceled we actually need to work even harder since my actual work services the hospitals trying to help contain the outbreak we're gonna have fun oh man One person in the chat says that uh, his work isn't canceled. It's true. That guy, that guy, his work definitely isn't isn't canceled. I I know him for a fact. Uh, does do truck driving for a living, so he absolutely needs to get needs to keep working and keep the supplies going. Because my God, way too many people have bought up all the toilet paper. I still cannot believe. I thought. That the whole thing about toilet paper not being anywhere was a, what was like an overhyped myth. Like, I legitimately thought it was just like a manufactured rumor. No, it's actually true. And I'm only bet a lot of you thought the same thing. It's just like, oh, come on. We cannot really be out of this much toilet paper. We are. There is not any in the, (laughs) there's none in my entire town. And, and our entire state has a grand total of eight confirmed cases of the virus. It's nuts. In fact, (laughs) even now, as I'm recording this podcast, I actually get a text I get a text from actually one of our coworkers asking have, have I actually been in contact with any of the hospitals we work with and if there's any additional things they ask from us and currently the answer is nope it's kind of funny because when it comes to the virus the only thing there I- there is that you can do is from a hospital standpoint sanitize your hands just, just wash them and use hand sanitizer. The end. And it's not like for what we do, we got to use any sort of special chemical or anything because everything we got currently will kill it. It's just that you can't use that on to to cure it just because it's, you know, bleach or some other sort of thing that's, you know, considered, considered toxic. Anyway, we're getting off, off track here. Speaking of coronavirus, Apple stores in China are actually now reopening. So, there is hope. We might be seeing the end of this at some point. The other thing to also keep an eye out and i actually haven't been keeping as on top of this as i should have been do check in your own own state if you are feeling any sort of flu-like symptoms because there are drive-through tests for coronavirus that are being offered also can i just say how much i like the fact this podcast is not on youtube Because you cannot say coronavirus on YouTube. If you do, you get demonetized and demoted. So if you talk about this outbreak at all, you have to refer it to as the virus who shall not be named as though it's freaking Voldemort or something. I still can't believe that. Uh, I will, however, in all this, do point out that the um, oh excuse me, just dropped a few things there. Sorry about that. That uh, if you do, however, have spare compute power laying around, I oddly enough have an have an old dual hexa core system with some high end GPUs in it that was my streaming rig. So in my case, I did. You can, however, join the holding at home movement and put that CPU and GPU power to attempting to find a vaccine for coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19. The one I'm particularly helping is actually the Linus Tech Tips group so there you go you now have that information all right let's never talk about coronavirus again for the rest of the podcast how about that because I'm already starting to get sick of it it's there where we may or may not be overreacting to it I think it doesn't matter anymore just because well (laughs) we're there now It's kind of like what's the point of complaining, whether you're overreacting or underreacting to it? It's just we're, we're we're at that point now. Chat's now accusing me of of having it because I'm sick of it. Therefore, I now have it. Getting called out by chat here. Ring doorbell has decided that uh, they are going to put on hold the collection of data temporarily. I'm sorry what? Well, I I would like to thank Ring doorbell for no longer collecting data while powering my doorbell. In a related story, you are collecting data as my doorbell? What? Excuse me. Why? What is the point you're a doorbell is everything just collecting data on everything are my lights collecting data are my foam sound absorbing panels that I need more of collecting data is my keyboard collecting? actually my keyboard probably is collecting data is my mug collecting data What does it know? Chat says my toilet is collecting data. You know, we've we've made that joke for like forever. Like when the whole thing about uh, smart appliances was on the rise during CES. The joke about one day there will be a smart toilet that will rate your turds and then tweet about it automatically. Are we there yet? I think we might actually be there yet. I would not doubt if that was a real toilet. Like we could joke about that some more but there's actually a legitimate chance that it's real by now. Oh, that's, that's horrifying. Meanwhile, across the pond, the EU is pushing forward with right to repair rules for phones and tablets. We talked about this before. And the fact that this was also going to include a part of it that tried to force a universal standard that was highly speculated to be USB-C. Despite the fact there are... 80 kajillion flavors of USB-C. So just saying USB-C could still lead... To companies going to be a dick. And do crazy things like... Oh, I don't know. Like what Nintendo does with their USB-C. Oh, I'm sorry. Our USB-C is for data only and you have to use our USB-C cable we we also call it USB C++ or something I don't know I have nothing in C++ that was just the first thing that popped in my head now unfortunately the actual bill itself it, rather than just being what we're pushing for in the US because what we're pushing for in the US is an end to some of the practices of, say, Apple who go out of their way to put an anti-tamper into a device, making devices nigh impossible to repair or doing things like including 80 different sizes of screw using permanent glue inside the battery where there's better ways to put said battery in there or to just straight up not offer the parts to repair it. Apple, of course, being the biggest culprit of that. However, what the European right to repair bill is saying that it should be user repairable. Which means things like the watertight glue that gives us the waterproofing ratings we're used to nowadays. Literally impossible. Now, chat has said in the past that it is on paper possible to get some decent levels of waterproofing without the glue. Not, I still don't think it's possible to the levels that we enjoy now. I don't think it's possible, but we'll see. We shall see. That being said, though, I don't think this is going to result in this kind of repairability going over to us across the pond. It's only going to affect the European phones. I think we will see, though. Google Stadia has no idea what the heck it's doing. You know, let's just talk about shifting gears wildly. First off. Google Stadia is trying to offer their premium service for free for people to try it out because they are hemorrhaging users and they have no idea what to do with their lives because their entire setup was thinking, dude, we can just throw in some AMD Vega GPUs into a rack and say, BAM! Gaming hate to break it to you. That's not how that works. One of the bigger scandals, though, is the fact that um, Google Stadia offers 4K 60 frames per second and has yet to grant 4K 60 FPS because they're using Vega 56's in a rack. I'm sorry, but no gamer uses AMD right now for 4K60. Because AMD hasn't been at the high end for gaming in, like... When was the last time AMD was actually, like, halfway decent at gaming? At the at the top end, mind you. I don't mean for the budget conscience. I know AMD makes some solid budget GPUs. I have actually been praising them here for that. But I'm talking like at the absolute top end. We have mid 2000s, I guess, six, eight years. The last GPU I can think of that actually was like top tier grade was like the R9 295 X2. Which was a self crossfiring card that was mandatory water-cooled. And that was like the last time I can remember... That AMD actually threatened NVIDIA with anything. At the high end. And ever since then it was just like... So yeah, spoiler alert. That new Doom Eternal, it's not gonna run at 4K... But here's my favorite part. It's going to run at 1800p at 60 frames per second and then be upscaled to 2160p, which is 4K. What? Why? Why would you go to such an awkward resolution and then upscale it? That's gonna look so bad! Google, why? You're not this dumb! Why is the Stadia team so blisteringly stupid? You know who else is blisteringly stupid? Bethesda. Alright, alright. So, those of you who are watching live, I apologize, because unfortunately the only source I have of this is not actually any articles. It is just the interview with the Cool Friends podcast from Kinda Funny. Now this actually isn't really all that news, so to say, but it is insightful and is worth mentioning because this is an amazing story, especially to the remaining six Bethesda fanboys there are out there. And the remaining two Bethesda fangirls for that fact. We'll 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 and we'll just, you know. Kind of funny had Pete Hines, who is one of the lead PR guys at Bethesda. And first off, he is quite possibly the worst interviewer ever. But the fact that Bethesda employs this guy is fascinating. Pete Hines, when asked... What is the problem with Fallout 76? Pete Hines replies with, There's nothing wrong. Everything is going fine. And it's just the PR caused by YouTubers and bloggers being negative on a game for views. how blissfully ignorant does one person have to be by the way the um the like to dislike it's got six hundred and ninety two likes to four thousand three hundred and thirty six dislikes because kind of funny didn't press this any further because it is a it is the worst possible answer anyone could ever give to, to, to that question. Yeah, it's it's all the YouTubers' fault. It's it's all those them podcasters reporting on how your game has MMO shattering bugs like item duping or just treating players as loot chests and just stealing information beforehand. Just The amount of, you know, and also, it's all the YouTubers' fault that Bethesda tried to pass off a nylon bag as canvas. And then when those people then protested and then demanded they get the bag they paid extra for instead of a blatant bait-and-switch, they instead said, you have to sign up on this website even though we already have the names and addresses because all you gotta do is look back in your sales records and see oh hey look there's all the people who bought the fucking edition in the first place or did you lose your own sales records cause that is even more newsworthy but no, no 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 then after collecting all that data Their website was so buggy it just had it all public. Good job. But no, it's the YouTuber's fault. There's a massive bug that lets players just use other players as inventory spaces and just loot them entirely. But no, that's fine. It's just the YouTuber's fault. Yeah, how dare us, how dare us, the players and the YouTubers and the podcasters, demand higher and playable quality from a game developer? How dare us? We should just accept a non-functional MMO that is a cash grab that doesn't work and be happy with that. This is Bethesda. This is the real face of Bethesda. The fact that this guy goes out and just puts that out there and they still have this guy on their team tells you everything you ever need to know. About Bethesda. Chat's also saying this particular interview was re-uploaded because it was even downvoted harder than this. So in the YouTube world, if your video gets downvoted a metric ton. It actually hurts the entire channel. So what they tried to do was delete the video and re-upload it so it's up there so they can get the views because people are going to look for it after they hear it but then so it doesn't have as many downloads it doesn't hurt the channel as much good job Don't play Fallout 76 If there's anything I can teach you Just don't play Fallout 76 I gotta ask though Will this level of incompetence Spread over to Doom Eternal I'm fairly certain that It's not Bethesda in house doing Doom Eternal But it's um but they're just publishing it, right? So, so I mean, there, there's there's hope. I do hope the higher-ups at Bethesda do some soul-searching. I really do. But seeing this interview... I really doubt it. I, I really do think... They're just drinking a little too much... Of their own Kool-Aid... To just say, yeah... We're, we're, doing perfectly fine. And finally, before our first break, 35, 36 minutes into the podcast, Washington state has passed a landmark facial recognition bill that will limit its use within the government. This actually could be something that might spread, uh, ...throughout the country. But the fact that we are... ...even looking at facial recognition... ...and the use of AI as a whole... ...within law enforcement... ...is... ...mildly fascinating. And the fact that we acknowledge... ...that it is in the early state... ...and it's not ready yet... ...and that we're willing to say... ...hey, you know... ...maybe we should hold off on this. Maybe just maybe we should wait before we let the robots decide who lives and who dies we're going to take our first break here now that we're done with all the depressing stories and all the uh, infuriating stories let's talk about happier things like how you'll be able to copy and paste from your samsung phone to windows 10 it'll be fun and exciting To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Hear that snoring? Two sleeping puppies. Oh, they're awake! And they're heading over to that cute chubby baby that's just sitting there. What? Oh, now they're looking his face. Words will never do this justice. <sighs> You'll just have to picture it. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy firm, Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Windows 10 is going to be offering a feature soon in the Your Phone app that will allow you to copy and paste from your Samsung device. Now that's nice and all. I don't. I actually do like the fact that Windows and Android are getting along just fine, especially after the whole. The the whole Windows 10 thing and how that was an abject failure. And we actually all were kind of a little sad about that. Okay, well, I was a little sad about that. I actually kind of did want to see Windows Phone evolve and actually did see what else it could have brought. Alas, it brought nothing. But here's my question. Why only Samsung? Samsung. Can't we just uh, see that on more Android phones? Can, can we see that uh, kind of expand? I'd, I'd like to see that on, on more Android phones. I don't know which Android phones. What is the second best a- Android phone? Like, it'd be end up being like a OnePlus phone, wouldn't it? Chat's thinking it's because of the Samsung DeX feature, which allows you to use your phone as though it were a desktop. The thing is, is that it doesn't run full Windows, right? It just runs like a desktop environment of Android. The other thing is that uh, other Android phones do have features like Samsung DeX. It's just that Samsung DeX has existed since... god how long has it existed like five years it's been something crazy like that also special shout out to the seven people in the world that use samsung decks and are avid fans of it and also a shout out to the hundreds more who tried it hated it and went back to a real computer Someone else in the chat said, I've I've never heard of Samsung Dex and I've always had a Samsung phone. That really shows you how much they've been promoting Samsung Dex. It really was a feature that was only intended for the business professional. The thought was just like, yeah, you can just use your phone for business things. And then when you get back to the office, just plug into a dock and just and do office things. And they were just like, But why? It is true. There has been a bigger push lately for Samsung DeX. I still think it's not going to catch on. Because when push comes to shove. Mac OS. Windows. Literally. Any other operating system. Is better in the desktop environment than Android. I'm just saying iOS 14 has revealed some very interesting information regarding new Apple devices we'll be seeing iPhone 9 which a lot of you are just like we're already on 11 why is that a big deal and then you think back and go wait Wait. There never was an iPhone 9. I'll tell you this right now. iPhone 9 is not going to be called iPhone 9. It's going to be called something else, but it's internally going to be known as iPhone 9. There's also rumors of a iPad Pro, a smaller version and a bigger version, hopefully ones with you know, some structure to it so it doesn't bend to the slightest bit of resistance. I'd like to remind you currently, the current iPad Pro is so fragile, it can bend in shipping, and if anyone tries to put any sort of... If anyone actually tries, they could snap an iPad Pro in half because there is no structural rigidity at all. A brand new Apple TV remote and an Apple TV workouts app. Yeah, I mean, if you are in the exercise DVD world. This is this is the worst news you could possibly get. Like that's like the one of the last holdouts in in the DVD world is exercise DVDs and that coming to Apple TV is oof that's some bad news right there. So we'll see We'll see what ends up happening. The iPhone 9 thing, though, what? Why? Oh, well, Fortnite is going to be losing its aim assist feature. This was actually hilarious. So, Fortnite had a aim assistant that helped that helped get your that helped get precise shots for console players. So, of course, when it comes to first-person shooters, console players that are using a controller can never get as accurate as a PC player with a mouse and keyboard. It's liter- it's it's nothing against console players. They're not saying oh console players suck or anything. It's just. Physically not possible to get as accurate with a twin stick as you can with a mouse and keyboard. It's just a fact. So the aim assist was to help even the playing field so that those playing on consoles can keep up with those players that use keyboard and mouse. Unless you're as skilled at first person shooters as me, then, well, I even the playing field by just being bad. But I digress. The thing is that this aim assist feature on the PC, well. It it just wrecked shop. And then on top of that as well, on the console side, you could just spam the aim assist button. And just you it's just not even fair. The feature is finally being cut as tons of competitive players have been abusing the aim assist just to Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to get into the details cuz I'm not going to lie. The story amuses me, but Fortnite as a whole bores me. It does amuse me though that this assist feature has allowed people to just absolutely destroy in the game very easily and provide players to just win with no skill whatsoever. And only now does Fortnite get rid of it as they're on the decline. By the way, one thing I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard a lot about lately is Call of Duty Warzone it launched last Tuesday and it is in fact basically PUBG except without as many bugs battle royale 100 people in one person lives blah 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 all that sort of jazz really doesn't introduce anything new as far as I'm aware but I'm not gonna lie battle royale games bore me but the problem is, is that Battle Royale games sell. So therefore, I'm going to hear nothing but about but about Call of Duty for the next several weeks. And it's going to eventually drive me so insane, I'm going to bash my head into the microphone until my, my wonderful expensive microphone is broken. Because that's how much this sort of thing drives me absolutely insane. Let's talk about anything else. Elon Musk is talking about... Starlink Starlink is Musk's grand plan to launch satellites into space to provide internet to rural areas and the plan is this new satellite internet technology can in fact provide bandwidth and latency good enough that the rural areas will see speeds and latency as good as what we see with say like cable but unfortunately because of more densely populated areas in cities it will not work as well the goal is latency as low as under 20 milliseconds okay okay I'm I'm curious I'm curious what kind of bandwidth are we talking let me let me see some upload numbers let me see some download numbers I want to see some tests come on you, you have me curious let's see some solid proof you have my interest Elon let's see it oh man we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see how things go i'm gonna approach this saying show me what you got i want to see what you got i'm not going to be first in line to buy this i'm going to let some other sucker buy into this test it for me and then i'm also going to see if they're an influencer or not and then if they're an influencer just completely disregard that opinion I mean, no no offense, being a somewhat influencer myself. But I mean, I know how this pony show goes. You pay influencers to say good things about you. Uh, let's shift gears a bit. Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be one of the first... PlayStation exclusive games that was published by Sony that is going to be coming to the PC. You know, good on you. Good on you, Sony. I actually did not think you were going to go ahead and actually play nice with those of us on the PC market. You know what this reminded me? I have not played Horizon Zero Dawn yet, and I still have the PS4 version. Whoops. It's still sealed it on my shelf. I feel bad about that. Meanwhile, over at Google, the Pixel 4a is not out yet, but it might as well be. We have learned basically everything about the Pixel 4a. The phone starts at $400, and that might be the greatest news we have ever heard. It is still going to be featuring some great features, such as 6GB of RAM, a Snapdragon 730 processor, which is not the highest end, but still, still pretty solid it should be seen 4G and also having a 5G model up to 64 gigs of oh I'm sorry nope 64 gigs of internal storage no word if it does have a micro SD card probably does not which is a shame but but it will have a headphone jack what what A phone with a headphone jack in 2020? What madness is this? Real talk, though. You know what's actually more telling about the headphone jack on the Pixel 4a? What everyone else has been saying. The overwhelming majority of the Tech influencers have been looking at the leaks of the Pixel 4 and went, A headphone jack? Really? Let me make this as simple as I can. Why would you ever belittle having more features? No! I welcome the return of the headphone jack. Because you know what? I have an S10. It has a headphone jack. I almost never use it. But the fact that I know my Bluetooth headset can die, and I could just quickly whip out a $5 set of earbuds and hook that up and still keep going. I love having that feature and no USB to fricking three and a half millimeter dongle nonsense is going to replace having that feature. I welcome having more features. Chat wants me to call out who it was that kind of poo-pooed having it. Um, off the top of my head, a couple of the people from Linus Tech Tips, not Linus himself, but Riley, and I can't remember the name of the other guy. Uh, the, the guy who does the crazy cooling experiments. God I can't I'm I'm blanking on the name and I feel bad about that Also MKBHD Also is just like Yeah it's it's kind of nice but like we don't need a headphone jack anymore No 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 Welcome The headphone jack I just realized this whole time there's been a weird bar on my camera here And finally, before we switch off and move over to the last break, GeForce Now has lost 2K games, the studio that is, from its cloud gaming service. What the heck? This is actually starting to make me just shake my head. What in the heck is going on with NVIDIA and this GeForce Now? No, (laughs) just... (laughs) Somebody say something. Because this is actually starting to just raise more and more and more questions. We've had indie studios pull out. We've had greedy studios pull out. We've had studios that have been slowly going to the dark side, pulling out. What in the heck? We're going to take a break here when we come back. Amazon starting to weave into other retail stores and the return of Reggie. There's the question for you. Are you ready for the return of Reggie? With round-the-clock protection at a great price, your progressive policy works the way it's supposed to, unlike this unenthusiastic hype man. Okay, everybody, let's make some noise. Put your hands up. We're not. It's your call. Here we go now. Here we go. Switch to Progressive today. It is electric in here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. This is a story that actually makes me a little sad. Just mostly because it involves the word Comcast. Comcast and Charter, a.k.a. Spectrum, expand its broadband domination as it hits 67% market share. The article points out the main reason being is that the major telcos are unable to offer fiber to the home fast enough to offset the DSL losses. You want to know the other reason? So in my area. There's basically two offerings for Internet. Spectrum Cable, a.k.a. Charter or AT&T, which does offer DSL and you should never do because that is awful or Fiber to the Home in my area unless you get a business plan Fiber to the Home maxes out At one gigabit down. And 50 up. If they're doing the same sort of nonsense. In other markets. Where they are limiting the up on fiber. Of course they're going to stick with the other one. Through spectrum right now. I pay $50 a month and get 200 megabits down and 15 up. For the same amount through AT&T with fiber. With fiber, mind you. Is 100 down and 5 up in my area. Your area, of course, even if I know there's actually a lot of people who live near me that have been like, oh, no, 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 uh, AT&T offers symmetrical in my area. You're you're only like a city over. Yeah, in my city, this is what they offer because I looked into it. I actually did want to get off spectrum and get myself more uploaded. When I heard AT&T had fiber, that's when I find out. If they're doing this in other markets as well. This is why no one's picking up fiber. Because they hear us. The tech outlets. Praise. Fiber as being insane. Download and upload speeds. But then when it's set up. There's an artificial limit put on it. That just makes you go. What? Even if I go and pay top dollar the most upload I can get without getting a business line. And by the way, that doesn't seem like such a bad thing until you realize that by getting a business line, that means that all of a sudden you are now considered from your internet and through other services, a business. So for example, I use Teamspeak or not team a uh, team viewer in order to remote into A number of my servers. If team viewer detects you're using a business line. Either connecting to or connecting from. It closes the connection and says you have to pay your commercial entity. Thanks. Thanks for that. Not only is the slow rollout of fiber hurting this, these nonsensical caps are killing fiber. Stop it. Shifting gears, we have talked about in the past, the Amazon Go. store concepts. Amazon go was basically a store where you scan your phone in order to get in. You grab whatever you need and then you walk out, which then gives you a really bad guilty feeling because you feel like you have just shoplifted, but in actuality between the app and all the cameras, what it actually does is actually charge you. based on what you've grabbed and automatically ding you on the Amazon app for it. So therefore, the only people who work in an Amazon Go store are shelf stalkers, and that's it. It's a very fascinating concept, but I think it would take a while for... People to get used to it. Well, Amazon wants to sell this technology, this sort of style to other retail stores. Okay, yes, chat's actually getting me to correct. In the case of like a grocery store, there would still be food prep employees as well. So say a deli person, food prep in in any sort of way, shape, or form, any sort of food service employees would also be there. The point is, is that cashiers would not be at the store at all. Chat asks, has anyone successfully stolen from the store? I believe people have tried and there were a few successes. But this was years ago when the concept was new. They might have flushed that out. To make it so it's much, much harder. Alright, this is a story that many people couldn't wait for me to get to. GameStop. GameStop has been suffering. Suffering. In fact, their third quarter losses from last year were all the way up to almost half a billion dollars, 488.6 million dollar losses. And a lot of it just being that GameStop has no idea what to do in the modern era. Like real quick, raise your hand if you've been to a GameStop within the last couple of months. There's been some big games coming out. Doom Eternal. The new Animal Crossing game. What was it? New Horizons. There's been plenty of games to pre-order. Who's been to a GameStop? No one. Not a soul. Not a single hand. Except that guy over in the corner. That guy raised his hand just to spite me. And he knows it. The reason is simple. It is a different era now. People either get their games digitally on day one, or if they want the physical cartridge, they just order it online. And it shows up at their door. There is no need anymore to stand in line at midnight To go into a GameStop, to be peer pressured, to buy their stupid magazine no one reads, to pay monthly for their stupid membership that no one cares about, to ask if you want to pre-order 69 other games. GameStop has not adjusted to the times, and GameStop has no idea what to do. Now, GameStop has two options. They can either A, do something drastic, or B, declare bankruptcy and perish. GameStop has made a decision. They are going with option A. This brings us to Reggie Fills. Reggie, if you do not remember, which if you don't, how could you forget Reggie? Was your body not ready enough? Reggie was the former president of Nintendo America. He recently stepped down as of last year. Around this time, actually. And the reason for that was he said he wanted to spend more time with his family. It was a peaceful transition, and Doug Bowser now stands at the head of Nintendo of America. And yes, Doug Bowser, a man named Bowser, being in charge of Nintendo of America, is still really, really funny. GameStop has hired... Reggie, to be on the board of directors. In addition, we are getting Bill Simmons and J.K. Simankic. Simankic was the president and chief executive of PetSmart. And Simmons worked for 30 years And various executive roles. And unfortunately the story I grabbed for this from VentureBeat. Does not say the rest of Simmons resume. So you want to talk about a company to watch. Let's watch GameStop. This is going to be interesting. You bring in some big names like this. And in fact, you, you bring in Reggie alone, who among the gaming community is basically a celebrity. He is, Reggie is the PR gift to the gaming community. There is no other way to say it. GameStop? Good luck. We eagerly await to see what happens. So it goes without saying, we will be keeping an eye on this story. So, shifting gears, we do have basically... Almost every school in the United States right now is closed admits the epidemic so right now this brings some interesting ways forward on how to teach the students cause the learning must still go on but how one teacher had a brilliant plan He's, he thought to himself I am going to teach everyone on Twitch about Twitch while streaming on Twitch ah this guy is a genius except by genius there's a problem have you ever been in a classroom that had a whole bunch of Obnoxious, annoying people who would never shut up. And then that distracts the teacher as they try to teach. All right. Now, imagine Twitch chat. Not in, not in like a smaller community like my own, but imagine the Twitch chat in say a bigger streamer, where it's nothing but stupid copy pastas and spam of emotes, as my chat right now is doing to try and prove a point. Yep, there it goes. That's a lot of Doritos and a lot of butts. Yeah. Um no one learned anything that day. But then again he was also teaching how to how how to talk about political events in streaming events like that and honestly that's a lesson doomed to failure in the first place. Now this brings us with no good segue to the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. A New York power plant is using spare space to mine bitcoins. And the scary thing is they're making $50,000 worth of bitcoins a day doing this. What? So, here's my question. First off, you're making $50,000 a day, Mr. Power Plant. How much did it cost to get the hardware to mine? said bitcoins how are they doing it is it all gpu it can't be gpu mining if it's bitcoins so they're using asics they have to be using asic miners for those who don't know gpu or bitcoin and cryptocurrency mining is normally done with gpus people actually would buy tons of GPUs put them into a rig and just force those GPUs to do calculations to then mine and unlock this virtual currency in this case bitcoin the bitcoin market then exploded when people made ASICs application specific processors that would do nothing But mine, and these were much more efficient than GPUs doing this. So these, what I have to assume are ASICs. Just judging by the picture, are mining nothing, nothing but bitcoins. They are consuming power, and to be mining fifty thousand dollars worth of bitcoins a day, man, they are. They have to be sucking a ton of power. So it's a good headline to say, hey, $50,000 a day. How much power is it using? How much of this is actual profit? And probably more importantly for the people of upstate New York. How much. Of the money that this power plant is making in mining bitcoins. Is being used to lower the people uh, the people of upstate new york's power bill that my friends is the real question here folks that is going to do it for this episode of eagle eyes on tech thank you so much for listening i do encourage you please subscribe and follow to this podcast wherever you found it on itunes on google podcasts on iheart radio Spreaker Deezer, wherever the heck you found it We're on basically every Single Podcast platform out there Check out our daily podcast, the early Burb briefing that airs At 4pm Or 4am every single morning And also check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv Slash Eagle Falcon Take care, rest well, and have a good day Okay, so they say here the server farm they're using to mine all these bitcoins takes up 14 megawatts of the 106 megawatts that the power plant generates. That's roughly enough to power 11,000 homes in the area. All right, so 11,000 homes. Let's say their average power bill is, oh, I don't know. $80, $90, that makes that... Oh, wait, no. It's Sunday. I'm not doing math on a Sunday. That's nuts. Forget that. You do it. You figure it out. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Hear that snoring? Two sleeping puppies. Oh, they're awake! And they're heading over to that cute chubby baby that's just sitting there? What?! (laughs) Oh, now they're licking his face. Words will never do this justice. (sighs) You'll just have to picture it. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy firm, Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.